Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, so welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. Gail and I are here to discuss the, the hottest books of the summer 2018. I think every year we have an episode like this. It's usually called something like Investigating the Hot Books of the Summer. It is It gets the most, it's like our most popular show. Um, I Because I think it's the one where we use the most hyperbole, which I... <laughs> Do not like. And of course, like, I've only usually read, like, 1% of those books. So should I be offended that our most popular episodes are the ones where I have not read the book? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So this is completely anecdotal. You know, this is... not scientific. I guess. This is not scientific. These are the books that I've seen in bookstores, the books that I've seen, you know, the celebrity book clubs... Um, I took a look at all of the Amazon Best Books of the Month lists. I took a look at the Library Reads list, the Indie Next list, um, and some of the magazines like Elle or Marie Claire, mm-hmm. whoever does a book section, and just jotted down and made a note of the um, repeat offenders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some of these are, I mean, some of these are not books that I necessarily would have picked as my hot book of the summer some of them we've read um some of them we we have longed to read but let's um let's get into it gail what did you find all right well uh i did the same as you i kind of looked at some lists and also anecdotally and some of the like travels through the internet that i do every day in the bookosphere um so these are i've got one two seven books here and I've only read two of them but um actually before we get started um Gail and I were discussing right before we came on the fact that some of the things that I saw repeatedly over the summer were books that came out either late winter early spring which I guess makes a lot of sense because when I think about how hot the book An American Marriage was you know that book just came out in January um, so at the beginning of the summer, when lots of lists and stuff were coming out in May, um, June, it had only been out for a few months. Um, of course, to me, it felt like it had been out forever because I had read um, an advanced review copy way back in the summer of 2017. So even though to me it seems like it's super old, it's, it really isn't. So there were a few books like that. So there was like an, an American Marriage there was Still Me by Jojo Moyes, The Woman in the Window, which we have discussed, you know. It was mm-hmm. popcorn. I enjoyed it. Gail enjoyed it less. Mm-hmm. Um, Children of Blood and Bone, which is like huge book in, in the YA. Um, oh, that's YA. I was wondering what that book was. I've heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, it's all over the place. Who was it? Was Is it Jimmy Kimmel? That started a book club, and I think they were uh, Fallon. Oh, Fallon, and that was their first book club pick. And I want to read oh. it. It's supposed to be really good. Okay, I actually have that book. So, um, The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna, and Circe by Madeline Miller, which you 
have all heard me lament how difficult it has been for me to get into this book, but I finally committed to it and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I think you're right though that people like books pick up momentum during the year or people pick them up and don't get to them. And then they've got this trip coming up and they decide, Oh, now I'm going to read that book. That's so that's why I'm talking about. Right. So that's why some of these older books are enjoying a big resurgence or a big surge anyway, over the summer. Uh, okay. So do you want to kind of just go back and forth between them? Our lists? Sure. Okay. So the first one that I have is a book I have not read, but it has a lovely cover. It's called The High Season by Judy Blundell. Did you read this book? I did. Oh, you did. Tell us about it. So The High Season is about this woman who has this house. It's adjacent to the Hamptons. It's in this neighborhood that has picked up in popularity, being that it is adjacent to the Hamptons. And I think, I believe it was her husband's house. Anyway, they own this house together. They are divorced. They're having, or on their way to divorce. They're not quite divorced. They're having sort of an unconscious coupling. <laughs> mm-hmm. He lives, he lives, he lives, um, he lives in another house. They have a daughter. I think they've sort of happily been separated. Um, they rent their house out every summer. So, um, during the high season so that they can, you know, I guess this basically funds their lifestyle for the rest of the year. And so it starts off with them moving out of the house for the summer. Um, this woman who she's sort of known in past dealings has decided to rent the house and just like a whole bunch of stuff happens. Like her husband gets into a relationship and I think she has some issues with that. There's some things going on in her daughter. So there's just lots of, you know, just lots of drama. Okay. Sounds like a a true summer read. Mm Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, I've seen that book everywhere. Um, And I didn't, I don't have it and I didn't uh, pick it up, you know, or didn't pursue it. But I just feel like I've seen it in a lot of places. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, um, domestic drama in a beach town and the changes that she needs, you know, there's some things going on in her life that she needs to address and things come to light and are handled over the course of the summer. Um, I mean, if you don't like rich people books or (laughs) (laughs) books about people with, um, Summer houses. Summer houses. If you're struggling with that kind of the optics of this poor family who moves out of their house for the season, then definitely, you know, not not your type of book. Right. Okay. What was your, what's on your list? All right. So the first book that I saw all over the place, and I feel like now she's just a celebrity author, is Lauren Groff's. Florida. I mean, that book was on so, so many lists. It was everywhere. Don't you agree? Did you see it everywhere? I did see it everywhere. Yeah. I kind of, uh, I don't know. I have like fates and furies fatigue. Right. Um, the, is Florida stories or not stories? It's stories. It is stories. Um, 
Yeah, I just wasn't really racing to pick that one up. I don't know. I, I felt like Fates and Furies was so over overrated. Mm-hmm. That I just... And I'm it's the book nervous. responsible for kicking off all of the floral cover <laughs> trends. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Even though they weren't flowers, they were waves. Right. Didn't matter. Yeah. Abstract color. You know, I think once Barack Obama picks up your book, though... Yeah. You have a little bit of cachet. These stories are super dark. I mean. Ooh, I don't like, I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. You would probably be all over them. I mean, they are so dark. There was one, there's this one about this woman who goes, she goes away with her husband and her two children and he is called away on a work emergency and he just leaves her. He leaves her. I mean, he leaves her in the cabin, as you do, you know, your kids are with an adult, but then something happens to her while he's away. The, and that story just particularly got to me because I know how quickly things can happen and your life can change, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of being injured. And, um, yeah, those stories Mm. were super dark. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. So Gail, you might, I mean, I don't know if Fates and Furies was that kind of book, but I mean, there were just all of these stories about, sort of humanity against nature and humanity's own dark nature. And it was just filled with menace, like just neighborhoods filled with menace and things happening to women. It was really interesting to discuss too, as a book club. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely not like racing to get that book. Right. So, okay. What else did you Um, see all over the place? Okay. So, I was sort of surprised to see that this book got such a pickup, which is How to Walk Away by Catherine Center, which I actually did read. And um, it, that I have seen a lot of people talking about that, particularly on Facebook, not so much in the uh, lists, the magazine list, but I've seen it a lot in Facebook and Facebook groups. So um, I read this one uh, on my vacation. It's about a woman who's in a plane accident with her fiance and she emerges from it, uh, paralyzed from the knees down and just kind of about her recovery and how she moves on from both, you know, getting adjusted to her new life and moves on from her fiance. It is a lot lighter than it sounds. It's typical Catherine center, um, which means that it's an easy read, but, um, satisfying and good storytelling and, you know, vacation read. So I, uh, I have seen a lot of people like it and a lot of people have noted it. I think it came out, I'm going to say it came out in like July or August. So that was one of those kind of later summer pickups, but, um, it, it has made a bunch of lists and made a bunch of, you know, uh, discussions. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm glad that it's lighter than, than it seems. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously like really sad, but it's not, it's, it is not a depressing book. It's no Florida. No, she's not Florida. I remember talking to this one woman about Florida and she's just like, I just don't even know if I want to have kids anymore. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That is not that bad. (laughs) It's like, I don't think it was quite that bad. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, what's up next for you? So what's up next is a book that I probably will not read. I did not wear the Devil Wears Prada 
Um, mm-hmm. I did see the movie, but it is Lauren Weisberger's When Life Gives You Lululemons. And this book has been all over the place. It's been in blog lists. It's been in the magazines. Um, just Instagram. You just name it. And this book was brought up. And it's not really a sequel to... Um, the Devil Wears Prada, but I think Miranda Priestly makes a little cameo in the book, which was super exciting for a lot of people. Um, I don't think I would ever read this book. I don't know why. No. I saw the movie The Devil Wears Prada. It was cute and funny, but I don't know. It seems too light for me. Um, there was one that she had, the singles game, that I really flirted hard with. But you didn't read it. I didn't read it. It was about tennis. And I think it was also sort of a follow-up to The Devil Wears Prada. I don't know. But it was everywhere, so I figured I'd mention it. And I'm going to mention a couple more that we have just talked about so much on the podcast. Um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, I think, was mentioned a few times because I was reading it. And that is, like, on lists all over the place. And people... I mean, I think there's one of these books that you either really love and you get and you're just like, oh, my God, this book is just so funny. Or you're sort of like me who doesn't like that type of humor. It's really well written and sort of funny in spots, but I'm just not like an absurd humor person. And this is what I, you know, this is what I felt this was. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another one that... Was there something else? Oh, The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory, which I admitted to picking up because Roxanne Gay likes it. And it's so funny because we talked about this at my book club, which met last week, one of my book clubs. And one of the other women there was talking about how she had picked it up too because Roxanne Gay had recommended it. And we were both just thinking, hoping there was going to be something just a little bit deeper about it since she liked it. But Roxane Gay likes all kinds of books, and she just likes romances. And this was pure romance. And it's just been such a hot property this summer. And apparently the author also has another book that's coming out in October. Oh, okay. And we talked about this last week, right? I think so. Or last week or the week before. Is this the... the this is the interracial elevator romance. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just talked about it. Right. Got it. So, yeah, her next book is The Proposal. When a, <laughs> what happens when a public proposal doesn't turn into a happy ending? I like her premises. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, they seem pretty current, and I can see why people, like, you know, people pick those up. Um, but given my experience with her last book, I definitely wouldn't read it because it's just too pure romance for me. Yeah, But for all of you who want to put that on your list, it's coming out October 30th, so you can pre-order it at the bookseller of your choice. All right. Well, I have a few more on my list, too. I'll go through them kind of fast. One is Baby Teeth, which you have read and I have not, but I'm intrigued. You think you might? Yeah, I kind of like to, but uh, I don't don't actually own it at the moment, but I don't know. I'll give it a little bit more time, but you know, I just... I wish I had known that because I think I purged it, but if I didn't, I'll send it to you. Okay, thank you. If you have it, I'll take it. It's funny, I just read another book coming out by the author of... God, what book was it? I'm going to blank on it. It's by the author of another book that I read, a sort of a thriller-type book, and it's like the same plot. 
It's like a woman with a seven-year-old daughter who's pure evil. It's also compared to We Need to Talk About Kevin. It just seemed like, I, I feel bad for that book because it probably was in the works long before Baby Teeth came out. Right. But it's going to get compared to Baby Teeth. And the the publicity plan, my guess is, is a mirror image of Baby Teeth. Hey, which book just, is this again? Uh, I'm going to forget. I, shoot. Oh, you're not sure. I read about name. it today. I, I read about it today and I was, I don't remember which of the many blog, email, article link things that I read <laughs> today. I read so much book stuff crosses my inbox or social media throughout the course of the day that I can never remember, you know, where I actually read something. I know. We are but the it, Vegas podcast ever. Just take our word for it. Yeah, exactly. It's been all over the place. It says book. It's about a kid. <laughs> but it was it was written by um, someone who wrote another book that I had read. And okay. that's why I was intrigued by it. But, of course, I can't remember what the other book was either. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to so come up helpful, with this. <laughs> I know. I'm such a, such a, yeah, so much good guidance coming out of me today. I'll try to figure this out. Actually, you know what? I wonder if... um. I wonder if I went in my email, in my uh, my Chrome, and looked at my history. Well, while you check that out, I'm going to tell everyone about Meet Me at the Museum by Anne Youngson, which is also another book that is just all over the place. Um, it's just coming out in August, but it made a lot of lists. I really like this book, and I want to talk about it particularly because maybe in an another podcast it may seem like I had maligned it a little bit. It was a little bit draggy in a couple of spots. Like there's, it's an epistolary novel, you know, it's written between um, this one man, he works at a museum and I believe, I think he's Swedish. He works in a Swedish museum and he starts up a correspondence about a woman with a woman who had encountered an exhibit. And actually she writes a letter to, um, someone who had been involved with that exhibit, but they passed away. So her letter goes to this man and they begin a correspondence and his wife has died. I'm not sure how recent it is or if it's recent, but he's living alone. He has two grown children who are out of the house and it's just sort of about his ruminations about his job and his life. And she is married. She lives on a farm. She's also raised a few children and they just begin this email exchange um, where they open up to each other and develop, you know, a friendship over email and then sort of her letters stop coming. Mm. But it's, it's like, it's such a well done, such a well done. I mean, it was, it's written so well and it was interesting to see these characters develop and, you know, a lot of novels that are epistolary are not throughout the entire thing, and this one was. Um, so the whole the whole book is epistolary. Yes, the whole book. It's entirely letters. Like I said, there were a few because she um, she's married to a farmer, so there were, were a couple of places where there was so much about the farm work that I was just sort of like, oh my gosh. But as a whole, it's good. If you like, a, I really a, like. I really like, like epistolary slower, novels. Epistolary you know, charming novels about a relationship unfolding. You know, this is this is not like a barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, the stars are fire. No. <laughs> you will not be texting me wondering what's coming next, but. Right. Um, I think that sounds good, actually. 
And so do a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So did you find out anything? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Um, I'll figure it out at some point. It will come to me and then I will let everybody know what that was. Um, okay. So baby teeth. Um, there's a book called There, There, which got a lot of... I want to read it. Tommy uh, Orange. Publicity. Yeah, Tommy Orange at the beginning of the summer. And, you know, I picked that up at BEA. Did you get that? He was in the autographing line. Yes, I, I got it there. Yeah. So um, this is about... I don't even know what it's about. It's about... I know it's about um, Native Americans. Right. And I know that it's supposed to be a very harsh but very good read. Right. Um, yeah, and... it's about, I think it's, it's one of those novels where a bunch of different stories are, are coming together. I think they're preparing to attend a powwow. So it's just sort of different people and, and their relationship to this event and something happens there. So you get a lot of cross sections of, of what's going on with a number of people in the community. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I was I I was surprised that his line was not mobbed. Like I don't think I waited. I think I walked up. I was like, I don't wow. think I got I it in his it autographing line. I think I think I got it at speed dating. Oh, I did. Okay, because I think I missed the first day. Well, I went up to him, and it was that very morning he had been reviewed by Ron Charles in the Post, and I just walked up and I said, I said, "Wow, you got an amazing review this morning in the Washington Post." Like as if he didn't know or already know that, and he was like, "Yeah, I know." I was, he was very pleased. Um, I'm sure his publicist emailed him first thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. But I was like, I can't. I was like, the timing, and here he is sitting right here, and there's nobody in his line. I couldn't believe it. Right. So I have that book too. Sleeper. Yeah, um, and then another book which has I've seen everywhere, and I know you've seen everywhere too, is the Book of Essie. Um, which I talked about earlier this summer about a teenage girl who lives with a fundamentalist Christian family in a kind of Duggars like setup where they're uh, filmed for a reality TV show at all times. And she's pregnant and clearly her being pregnant is not acceptable because she's not married and she's not supposed to be sexually active. So it's all about how she manipulates this situation to her advantage and, kind of figures out how to get her parents to give her her freedom. Um, it was pretty good. I, I, and, in, and it's, that's one of the books that I read this summer that has actually really stuck with me. So oh, yeah, I'm not surprised that that book is getting uh, a lot of attention. I mean, it's not, you know, great literature, but it's a, it's an interesting story and it's certainly a story for our times about, you know, middle America and, Religious fundamentalism and uh, reality TV. So that's a good one. Still high on my list to read. Yeah, you. I mean, you're going to read that in like a day, but it's good. So I think that's a pretty good list of summer reads that people have been talking about. So if you're still, if you're listening to the show and you still have some vacation time or you're looking to pick up a few books for the fall... These are definitely what people have been talking about, and they're probably a good pick. Hey, can we talk for one sec second about um, Obama's list? Yeah. Did you see it? Actually, 
Um, did he do? I think we should do a show on that. You know, I was talking to someone at this random house event, and and they brought up to me presidential reading lists, and they're just like, we should do. You know, she's like, that would be a good show. It'd be a pretty short show if we did it on this president. Oh yeah, well, I'm <laughs> gonna have to go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna uh, have to. Oh, maybe we'll just do Obama's reading list. Yeah, exactly. We'll do like a whole book club on Obama's list. Um, well, do you want me to not talk about it then, and we'll we'll save this for later? Um, it's short. It's only five books. Okay. I mean, because we can delve deeper into that later on. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave it. I'll leave it alone then. I won't. I won't. I won't get into it now. They're mostly novels, and a few of which, uh, one of at least one of which I've read. Which one um, did you read? American Marriage. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So excited! You go, Tiari. Yeah. So um, okay. So let's save that for later. Okay, but before we get away from this show, um, we have. We have some a couple of announcements to make, and Gail, you haven't told us what you're reading. Oh, I have three books going right now. Ooh. Yeah, so I've got um, an audio, but the same ones that I talked about last week, probably. Because um, now my commute is really short, and today I bike to work, so that means no audio for me. So my audio is still Vox, and I'm still only about a third of the way through the book. So I don't have much progress to report on it now, except it's super bleak. And really frustrating. Mm. Um, and I am still reading. Uh, oh, a be- did I talk about this? A, a beautiful, terrible thing. The memoir by Jen. Yeah, Wait. you had just started it. Yeah, so I'm like over halfway done now. It's fine. I mean, it is about a woman who married a really awful guy, who <laughs> treated her like crap, and they broke up. Mm. And like, that's you know. It's like one of those I like, can't look away. It's a memoir. It's real. It's one of those I like, can't look away type books. Um, but did I sort of feel perfection like perfection by Julie Metz. I did, and I thought that I was think so perfection good. is way better than this one. I have to say, I loved perfection. That was a great book. So did I. Um, you know, I was yeah. looking on Goodreads. It has like three point two stars. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Why? So good. Is it one of those? See, you know what happens is that women who write these books about getting left by their awful husbands or cheated on or whatever. Then they get accused of having like rich woman, you know, syndrome where it's like, Oh, poor you, you're rich and you can cover this. And I'm kind of like, well, it doesn't just cause you have money doesn't make the betrayal any easier. Right. I mean, it, maybe it greases the, you know, it eases some of the like escape or the, plan B or whatever it is, but it doesn't make the heartbreak any different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that you just probably do not get a lot of sympathy if you have the luxury of sort of like wallowing in your grief for a year and writing a book about it. I mean, not that it's wallowing, but I think that that's what it's looked like. Um, I just thought this was just one of the most super honest books that I have read in terms of someone like the rage she felt and the rage that you feel because in this one, she doesn't separate from her husband. He, she, he dies. And so she actually finds out all of the oh, stuff. Oh yes. Yes, Pos- yes. Yes. Now I'm remembering. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot say that. Um, that is right. If he was dead, I told, I mean, I'm going to look at my review right now. So uh, yeah. So she didn't have any place to put a lot of her stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I think she's like sort of in this, I don't know, some kind of ill-advised relationship and she's trying to deal with the estate and she's just not rational a lot of times. Like she's bullying, you know, women that he, her husband slept with during their marriage. One of whom mm-hmm. I think is like a best friend. It was, I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. And it is all yeah. abandoned, 3.5 stars, 3 stars. It has a 3.14. I don't get it's, that. I really like that book. Here's what I said. Found it to be really well written, clear and precise, very satisfying. A few places could have been trimmed, but um, ultimately really liked it. I said, I don't think she was self-absorbed or vengeful. This is, after all, a memoir. We're supposed to be privy to her innermost thoughts, however dark they are. Yeah. This one, I mean, this one, she's really honest. I think, you know, part of the problem is that, like, what the guy did in this one is, it's unclear. I I mean, maybe it's going to get worse and more things are going to come out. But it's kind of like what he's done in this book is really not that awful. I think he's, I think he's becomes very heartless and he's not nice to her once she finds him out. But it's not like she... I, I, you know what? Maybe I should wait till I finish it because I don't know what's going to happen in the second half. Maybe she'll discover a whole bunch more stuff. So I'll reserve the final judgment till I finish reading it. Um, did I talk about every other weekend last week? I think I did, right? Because I finished that already. I don't know if you did. Yeah, um, I think you did because you talked. It's I think about, I did. It's a child narrator, right? Yeah, <laughs> I need to write my review. I, it's been a week and I haven't written my review yet, but I'm getting behind, so I got to write that. Um, so then the third book I'm reading is what I told you last week I wanted to read, which is Bachelor Nation. Oh, go. Yep. Yep. I have it on my Kindle and I'm reading it and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just eating it up. Um, I've read some criticism that if you follow a lot of the contestants, uh, blogs, then there's not a lot of new stuff there, Mm -hmm. but I do not in fact follow a lot of the contestants blogs. So it's all new to me and I'm enjoying it a lot. Right. So um, this is for people. So it's who, just as trashy and as fun as you had hoped it would be. Well, I mean, it's are not you getting trashy. some insights into the? Yeah, I'm definitely getting insight. I wouldn't say it's trashy because she's smart and you know insightful about the show. Um, I think you realize like how much of the show is manipulation as opposed to uh, organic, and um, I don't know. I, I, I there's. It gets a little bit of a slow start because she sort of starts to like delve into the history of dating shows on TV and going all the way back to like the dating game and the newlywed game and like love connection. Mm -hmm. So you can skim that part a little bit. But uh, once she starts to get into the batch, it gets good. So (laughs) that's what she she calls it. Um, Um, So, yeah, I'm liking it. So I know I told you I wanted to read it and I'm actually reading it. I'm pleased about that. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I've, those three other ones I have going on right now. That's funny. Two nonfictions. Two nonfiction. Well, I, yeah. does the batch really count? <laughs> <laughs> well, the book is nonfiction. The bachelor may be fiction. Um, how about you? What are you reading? So I just started, um, well, just started, I'm 150 pages in the clockmaker's daughter. Oh, okay. Which is Kate Morton's new book. Yep. And it is a Kate Morton book. So if you love Kate Morton books, you have that to look forward to because it is, you know, dual time periods, random old house that has a story, just all the what things else did she write? that you would know and love. 
Nothing that nothing that the titles, you know, I can't eat the lake house, the secret garden, mm. I don't, stuff that sounds <laughs> like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Generic. <laughs> Um, yeah, generic keep the forgotten guarded, the secret keeper, the oh. lake house. <laughs> Got it. Those are the specific titles. But I think you can basically just um, they're interchangeable. Got it. The secret house, <laughs> the lake garden, the secret lake garden house. Yes. <laughs> um. I think there's no lake in this one, but there is a river. There's a ghost. Okay. Got it. <laughs> it's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm also reading Bad Blood. It's by this guy called John Carreru, and I think he he was the investigative reporter with the Wall Street Journal who sort of pursued and broke the um, Elizabeth Holmes Theranos. Oh. Um Scandal. Scandal, yes. He broke that wide open. So I'm reading his book, and it is so good. It's such a page-turner, and the details that he provides are kind of interesting. Like, he has an interesting slant on things that I'm always sort of like, did he just say that? He's talking, he's referring to an older um, investor, and and he's talking about someone who's going to visit going for a meeting at his place and he's sort of just like, you know, he drove to the old man's place. I'm like, the old man? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So he has all these like little asides or these little things that he says and I'm just like, that's kind of (laughs) rude. He could have referred to him by name or or other things, but he says that. So it's kind of fun. I've marked those places like that, but it's just such, I mean... We always want to blame um, the people who are in the middle of these scandals, and they definitely do bear their weight, but there are just so many people, I mean, with all of these scandals that um, we find out about, there's so many people who knew or who kind of suspected something. I mean, you don't get to have a company valued at $1.5 billion without people knowing that something's up. And right. it's always just so amazing to me how long certain things like this could go. She had her company for 15 years. Oh, my God. So That's a great title for that. Bad but blood. let me ask you, do you find yourself singing that um, Taylor Swift song all the time? No. Thank God. I don't really know it, that Taylor Swift song. Oh, okay. I'll just, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll keep it. You'll I won't say a word then. spare me? I'll spare you. <laughs> Um, but I will, what I will not spare you is the plug for our new Facebook group. Okay. So we have launched a Facebook group called the Readerly Report Readers, and it is for fans of the show and people who love to read. So if you're listening to this, um, we encourage you do a search in Facebook for Readerly Report Readers. We'll be posting our Facebook, I mean, I'm sorry, our podcast episodes there. But we will also be having book discussions there. We really, really love to hear from the book community and people who are reading, people who have like-minded tastes to ours and, you know, enjoy literary fiction and memoir and, and popcorn fiction and popcorn thrillers. The occasional so, um, romance. Yeah. So please go to Readerly Report Readers and encourage your bookish friends to do that too because we'd love to see this grow into a really thriving community we just launched it last week 
So um, we've got lots of great growing to do, and we really encourage people to join and connect with us there. Another so, thing that we have to ask people to do, because I just looked at this, and this is really sad, we have four reviews. I don't know if anyone's oh, yeah. it. We have four reviews. We've done... Okay, leave us a review. Episode 41. So this is totally on us in terms yeah. of not asking people to, you know, good or bad, express yourself because... Yeah. And you know what? We should go in the in the uh, Facebook group and ask people to uh, leave a review. Yeah, we have lots of work yeah. to do. Yeah. All right. So leave us a review. Connect with us on Facebook. Listen to our show. Tell us what you're reading. Tell us if you agree or disagree with our assessments of these books. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, next week, maybe we'll start looking ahead towards the fall. Um, or we'll look at Obama's lists. Yeah. I mean, it's about that time. Actually, I think we were going to do celebrity book clubs. Oh, that's right. Okay. And we next have week a guest celebrity book clubs. That, so that's going to be fun. Oh, yes. Okay. So next week is celebrity book clubs. And, um, and then we'll start getting into September. Yeah. And the fall stuff. There's a lot coming out. Yeah. I started making a preliminary list today of just things that I was really interested in and sort of things that I want to start reading over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, fall is always just September, especially it's just, oh, oh my gosh. yeah. Yeah. It's a big time. So until All right. then, happy reading. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com, and you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com, and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep reading.